that's working? Okay. I just mean like right now. Right, that's what I was thinking. Why are you sitting over there? All right, well, we're going to start. We're about three minutes late. There's a few people still in the bathrooms and things like that, but that's okay. We're going to get started. Um, I don't know about you guys, but today was a fairly hectic day. I better, I'm supposed to, I'm using this microphone because we're recording it. It's not coming through the system or anything. So I'm just going to pretend like I'm speaking to thousands. Uh, so anyway, today was a fairly hectic day, and so we wanted to start this evening by just doing an evening office together. Um, if you've been in EHS or EHR, you're familiar with it. Um, but that's where we just take some time to quiet ourselves before the Lord and listen. And what we're going to do tonight for our evening office is uh, we're actually going to practice what we did yesterday at church which is a, uh, a spiritual reading of the scripture. And you have in front of you a piece of paper that says the listening life on it, which it looks just like our, our stuff from yesterday, but it's got a different passage on it. Um, today's passage is from John 14, 1 through 7. Uh, as I told Heidi, this is what I want to do tonight. She goes, that's one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible. So it was kind of exciting. Um, this is a, a passage that comes to us from near the end of Jesus' life as he is meeting with his disciples for the last time. And uh, he's telling them, I'm going to die, which he's done a few times. And they're starting to actually get it this time around. And they're starting to freak out. And so you'll see that it begins with these words, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And before we uh, just take a minute to be silent and then to walk through those th- the three questions, what does it say, what does it mean, and what can I obey? Um, I wanted to point out that when the scripture, in, especially in this text, says believe, the best translation of that word would be to trust. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Jesus is saying, I got this. So take that with you into your heart as, as we go into this time. I'm going to start us with a minute of silence. Um, then I'll read this out loud. And uh, we'll begin. Just kind of take the time. Ask these questions of the text. Uh, ask, ask Jesus what he wants to say to you. So let's begin our moment of silence now. begin the reading of the text by just uh, let's lift out our hands and and say uh, Samuel's prayer. There it is. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Would you just do that with me? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. John 14, 1 through 7. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you Would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. So let's take just a couple minutes and ask ask the text, what is it saying? Read it slowly, underline, circle, highlight things, and write your observations down below. 
Okay, we're going to move to the second question now. What does it mean? Read the text again slowly. What is the lesson that's being taught? What was the author getting at? What is God trying to teach you through the text? All right, now let's take a few more minutes and move to the final question that we should never miss. What can I obey? I don't want to rush you. Um, it's hard to actually stop and be hearing from God and then have to move on to something else. Uh, I chose this passage. Um, it's kind of fun. I've read this passage hundreds of times, and to sit here and to ask that question, especially that question, what can I obey? when there's no specific commands, really. I guess there is. Um, when I think about it, there is one. Uh, I got something out of it tonight. And uh, I chose it because of the words, believe in God, believe also in me, or trust in God, trust also in me. Um, you've probably been hearing me say it. It's been coming up in my sermons. It's been coming up in our conversations. Um, this idea of trust Jesus. And uh, I think I've been talking about it a lot, but it's really becoming the, 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 the centerpiece of our, of our mission as a church to call people to trust Jesus, to help people to trust Jesus, to show people how to trust Jesus. When, when uh, situations arise in people's lives, what we do is, as pastoral counseling is we're helping people trust Jesus, not just weed through their emotions, but to trust Jesus with them. And so I'd like you to be thinking about that, that everything that we do here at Pullman Foursquare is really about trusting Jesus. Everything that we have done with you, for you, to you, I don't know if we've done anything to you, um, but if we have, hopefully, our heart has been that would help you trust Jesus. Um, what I took away from this text tonight was to trust Jesus in the dark, in the places where I can't see him, where I can't see him working. He says... I'm going to prepare a place for you. You're not going to see it. You can't see it. And, but I need you to trust me that I wouldn't have told you this if it wasn't true. And then he goes on to say, and I am going to take you unto myself. I will go, I will go and make it, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to take you to it. So you may not be able to see the way, but I am the way to get there. So trust me. Trust me when you can't see it. Trust me when it's dark. Keep your eyes on me. And no matter what you feel, no matter what you're thinking, or no matter how things are looking around you, trust me. That's what Jesus said to me that text tonight. So just let that be an encouragement to you. Um, as we move forward as a church, that that's what we're about. Teaching and helping people to trust Jesus with all their hearts, all their souls, all their strength, and all their mind. It was very sermon-ish when I said it there at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. So. All right. Thank you. That was good for me. Um, so I'm going to hit on a few of the calendar pieces that we have for this fall to highlight. So a focus that Jamie and I would like to have this um, fall is community, is being together, uh, living life together, being relational. So I'll, I'm not going to give you the dates right now, but so when you see them, they're not to fill your calendar not because we thought you guys aren't busy, but when we do the ladies' dinner, it's because we want to spend time together. We want to know each other's names and your story and what's important to you. So that's why we're doing the dinners at the Salvadalenas. And, um, and then for the guys, that's what dude night it's about. It's about living life together. It's about when you, if you can't laugh with somebody, it's kind of hard to cry. They kind of it goes together. So, and then 
for all the church community, just to be together, to live life, is the pie in the sky. So that's what those are about. They're not because we think that we need to fill your life with stuff to do. Um, but we want to build community. So the other one, the other thing I want to highlight even more, so is October 27th. You've probably, I'm sure, heard that we're going to be doing the two seminars, the one in the morning for parenting and the one in the evening. There's some things, though, you don't know that are going on, unless you're on the team, that have been going on um, below the surface that I want you to know about as the core of our church. I want you to know what's been going on. So there's a group of seven or eight of us who kind of very, have been meeting for the last several months. And Richard has created um, posters. He's created a way from our website to be able to link it to um, so people can just go on our website and um, get tickets. He's created tickets for us for um, for people. So, you know, for people who we feel like really want or need to be here and don't have money, we have some tickets. So that's for you to know as the leaders of the church, that they're there, they're available. Um, Jamie and Richard wrote a white, a white letter. So if you have places where you feel like, if you feel like, um, this is, this would be helpful to people. We have these and everything is, everything's digital. So if you're like, I think I have somebody, some place that would benefit from these. We have these, they've been written. They took a lot of work. So, um, We've started, we've started talking to counselors in town. We put out a peach, a peach tree, which is, um, if you have kids in the school, you know what that is. We spent 150 bucks. We put one of those out there. Um, we ordered, ban- we have banners coming, huge banners that we're going to put on the marquee. Um, what else? We've done, what else have we done? We, huh? Oh, we have ads. Jamie's been working with the local radio station. We got $3,000 in grants to put them all over the the radio. So um, there's lots of behind-the-scene pieces that you might might not have known that were going on. And uh, we sent letters to all of the churches in town, just letting them know, inviting them. Uh, today, we, we also let the, um, just the four square churches down in Clarkson and Lewiston know. And ironically, I was telling the one pastor and he got pretty excited about it. And the other pastor kind of looked like, you know, like, uh. and then today we got it from him. He's like, can I get some, uh, like I told, I told the, he said he told a counselor in town and they want information so they can get it out to people. So you don't know. And I was like, I didn't even think he was listening to me. Like, you know, that vibe you get and you're like, I feel like, um, yeah. So, and and the book, it's really great. Like my, my sister's going to come from Bellingham and maybe bring a carload of people from her church to come. So I just wanted you to know if you're like, what are they, what are they doing? What's behind the scenes? Um, what are they doing? So we're meeting. We're meeting again on Tuesday. That's some of what's been going on. Am I missing any, any pieces, team? Some of us are here. Some of us aren't. Oh, right. Right. So Casey will be beating out the Facebook um, today, soon, to Thursday, Thursday, next day she's working. So, um, yeah, and then that's a way like Crystal asked. So then you can connect through there and the people down. So those are some of the things. We feel like this is our mission for this season, for this, for our church. And we can't do it, even just the seven or eight of us, Um the day that when the day comes, we're going to need like all hands on deck. 
And um, so we're asking you to see it as a way that we can share Jesus, how Pullman Force Work can share Jesus with our community. Angie, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Oh, and like the food pantry said, do you have, um, so the schools have a food pantry, and they're sending home supplemental food to kids in need at all three schools and all three elementaries and the middle school. And my high school too now? Okay. So, and my running partner is the one that's in charge of it. And she said, if Peach Star says it's okay, then it's okay with me for you guys to put flyers and send those home with to the schools. So there's lots of pieces that are coming together. Um, oh, and like the young adults. So we this year we got a club to be on campus and then on the one right before we're going to hand out flyers on campus to the students so there's it's causing it's stretching me so it's not my natural bent to go up on campus and talk to college students but so we're all being stretched so we wanted to share let you know about that so take it away so all this stuff is a big it's it's um it's a clear part of the mission of the church to help people trust Jesus. When we talk about depression and anxiety, the core issue behind that is really trusting Jesus on a spiritual level. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in people's lives that leads them to that place of anxiety and depression. And some of it's even chemical. I mean, some, you know, the mental makeup or the physical makeup of your brain. But walking through depression and anxiety, um, as far as I'm concerned, the only way I've survived depression and anxiety is by learning to trust Jesus. And... We want to help people do that, and that's what these these are all about. And the Find Hope is specifically, that conference is specifically an outreach conference. So we're not specifically talking about Jesus at it, but we're connecting people to uh, relationships and to counselors and to services that will help them. But also being in this place is a part of that. We want to connect them to a faith community that can help them walk through that as part of the, the mission of our church. And so I keep using that word mission of our church, and I wanted to— we, we printed this up today, and so you guys get to see something that's uh, a first run for us. There may be some mistakes on it. Um, you get the privileged few of pointing out my mistakes. Um, yes, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thankfully, you didn't have a microphone, so nobody at home will hear that one. They're just all going to wonder, and they're not even going to know who said that meme thing about me. Anyway, so what this is, is we, we've been praying and talking about this for several years now, about you know, how do we disciple people? How are we clearly going? And when that's what to disciple is to cause somebody or to encourage somebody to trust and follow Jesus. Trusting Jesus is the primary role of following Jesus. And so, yeah, it's a little hard to read because it, 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 the printing is so tiny. So that's, some of those things are going to change, but this is, it's here for us. The idea and the concepts are here. So we wanted to create a clear pathway that we as a church, um, we as leadership, as pastors, um, we are encouraging people to follow Jesus, to not get out in front of him, to not come to church with a me-centric mindset of what I can get or how I can receive, but what I can give and how I can follow. And so this is, it. We, we see our discipleship pathway as just three simple things. It's community, it's formation, and it's mission. Uh, now, I know you guys well enough, after having been the pastor here for eight plus years, to know that none of you are ever going to do this in the order that I tell you to do it in. 
If it was up to me, I would tell you to get into community first and then start being formed by Jesus and then get out on mission. I would tell you to do it in that order. But you guys are stubborn and hard-headed sometimes. I love you desperately. But you want to do things in your order. And the reality is that's just the human condition, right? We all want to do it how we want to do it. So even though this is a pathway, you can enter that pathway at any place. For community, we try to do things like we do some small groups. We don't have a lot of them right now, but we do some small groups. But even a lot of our classes and such are small groups based. And on Sunday mornings, we make space to connect relationally. We do it intentionally, not because it's what church does or how it happens, but because we believe that connecting in community is the way, the pathway to discipleship. It's what Jesus, he called those disciples to follow him, and he put them in a community, and they walked around and lived life together. We don't want to just be a gathering of a crowd on Sunday morning. We want to be build deep, authentic connection, uh, places where we can know people and be known deeply. And so that's what community is all about. So our small groups, our Sunday morning services, and our events all lead toward that community. The biggest part of what we do, where we put a lot of our energy, and this is really Heidi and I's passion within this discipleship process, is formation, spiritual formation. How an individual is formed to look more and more and more like Jesus. Um, This last year we launched EHS and EHR, which are kind of the centerpieces of our formation process. And if you haven't taken one of those classes yet, I really encourage you. Get in one of these classes because we're talking about deep beneath the surface discipleship. We're not talking about a new set of rules to live your life by. We're talking about radical heart transformation because we value deep beneath the surface transformation. We want to know God deeply and we want him to know us deeply and we want the work of the Holy Spirit to go into the deep places of our hearts. Not so we can be spiritual, you know but because we want to be who God intended us to be. And when people are impacted at that deep level, you'll see their whole world is transformed. All the lives around them are affected. Um, So we do that through emotionally healthy spirituality and as well as emotionally healthy relationships. And in addition to that, we are offering classes throughout the year, some this year, some next year, and uh, so on, on parenting. Um, on marriage, on finances. We're going to have baptism class at some point. We'll have other new believer type classes, basic theology classes, but they'll be offered in addition to emotionally healthy spirituality and emotionally healthy relationships. Uh, EHS, the first class, is actually being offered this fall starting, Janie, October 9th. And uh, so we want you to sign up. If you haven't signed up or talked to Janie already, Janie and uh, Annie, Annie Kornberg, uh, who's one of our speaking teams, is leading that class. Uh, it's a video-based class with books. If you've already taken it, you can take it again. Um, I think it's a class that I'm going to want to take again and again, and I'm constantly reading and learning more and more and implementing the practices like the daily office, uh, like silence and stillness, um, and, and I'm seeing that they're still shaping and forming my heart, so I encourage you to do the same. Um, EHR is also happening, but this is on a, a, a limited basis. We have a few families that are coming together to work with some international students. And so that may become available to you at a later time, but it is happening. I wanted you to know that it is happening this fall, and we are planning to launch it again in the spring. So both those classes are happening this year. And then you watch for other stuff like our marriage classes, or not marriage, but parenting class that's going on right now. And then the last step in that discipleship pathway, not that you're ever done, you just keep doing it, right? That's the, discipleship is a long journey, a long 
along obedience uh, in the same direction. Along obedience in the same direction. There we go. Um, so mission is really about how we partner with global partners, missionaries around the world. It's uh, participating in a team here at church. When I say on a team, I'm not talking about a mission team. I'm talking about participating on a team here at church, engaging in the mission of Jesus and lives of people right around us, serving one another in love, provoking one another to love, and also giving Giving of your time, giving of your finances, giving here at the church, and giving to missions globally is how we can encourage you to engage in the mission of God in our world. So the big question I have for you is, what is your next step in this process? Where do you need to step out in faith? Where is God calling you and challenging you to move further up into Him and further in, further into community in this church to not pull back? There's a lot of stuff going on in our culture right now. A lot of stuff going on in our lives. We've all got jobs. We've all got sports that our kids are involved in. We've all got classes. I mean, we've all got all this stuff that the world this is putting this agenda on us. And Jesus has set an agenda on us, and he's called us. He said, follow me. How is he calling you to follow him in the context of this church? And how can you encourage somebody else in your life that you know to engage in deep transformation in their life to follow Jesus on the way uh, with him? So I wanted to share that with you because this is the vision of our church. We want to try to streamline everything that we do and, and draw it into these three things, for uh, community formation and mission. And pointing back to the gist and find hope stuff, that's missional activity. It's a mission that we are on with Jesus. We're participating with him as he's sending us out into the world. And i got to tell you, I was, I was, like last week I was kind of angry with God because I looked back at the course of the last eight years and all the things that I've planned and tried doing and working really hard on and a lot of them just kind of like chug, 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 well that didn't work, try something again, chug, 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 well that didn't work and this thing, I'm like, I'm preaching a sermon, the words don't give up are not even in the sermon, the Holy Spirit says you need to say don't give up and I'm like, okay, why, let's just say don't give up. They don't give up, and the next thing you know, we've got uh, a nationally known speaker and author coming here. The radio is throwing money at us to advertise it. People are falling over themselves to be involved. Well. They are. <laughs> and I was like, God, I'm so mad at you. And he's like, you know, I was working in you in those other things and working in the church, but this is something I'm doing in your city. This is something I'm doing in your church right now. And be on board with me on this. And that's what it is to follow Jesus, to be on board with what he's doing and to fall in line behind him. I really want to invite you, wherever you're at, whatever's going on in your life, really ask yourself that question. How am I following? How can I follow more? How can I follow harder? And ask Jesus, not me. (laughs) Okay, ask Jesus, how do you want me to follow you? Dangerous question, but I invite you to do it. (sighs) We don't have an easy transition. We don't make easy transitions for this. We planned all the individual pieces really well, but... I don't know how we transition from this to the next thing. So I'm going to just, what? Tell a joke? I don't know any clean ones. (laughs) 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 So how many of you guys have, have seen Mr. Grow in the mornings at the middle school, how he greets the kids? Have you seen that? I love it. So, Mr. Grow is the as the principal of the middle school. He's amazing. And the first day of school, he and a plethora of teachers are out there, and the kids come in, and he high a teacher makes physical contact or eye contact or both with every single kid that walks into that school and he is like out there and he's like hey how are you it's gonna be a great year buddy i'm so glad you're here 
and if he knows names and he like shakes kids hands and I mean it's so it's so he like makes that contact with them and then as this then the next Monday came and just him and um what's the vice principal's name so, uh but then so they're the Tammy now they're out there, just the two of them, and they make contact with every kid, and they're, like, so full of, like, life, and, like, you matter, and I'm glad you're here, and then the next Monday, it was just him, and I rolled down my window, and I'm like, you are so awesome, and he's like, thanks, you're such a great mom, you know what I mean, and I was like, thanks, I know I am, you know what I mean, but I felt like, I felt like, what would it look like for us? No, we don't have to be Cameron Grow because we're not Cameron Grow. But what would it look like for us, for people when they came in the door, they could feel that? Like, I'm glad you're here. Like, you're doing a good job. You're a great whatever. And I was like, so what if, like, so one day I greeted, and I, like, went outside the doors, and I was like, hey, I'm glad you're here, and, like, walk in with people. Like, what if we, what could it look like? What could it look like when you see people around you, and you're just like, I'm so glad you're here. I think you're great. I think you're doing a good job. You know, you matter. Um, it it made an impression on me. It was, and it's the way you start your day. Like, so t- what do you think it could look like? For us, with who we are, to invite people like that. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Sometimes, Rob, you... Like, no, sometimes, sometimes you see things in the way I don't, and I, I, I appreciate it. Thanks. There's been something else before that I'm like, we don't do that, and you're like, yes, we do. And I, 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 I like that about you. Thanks. So. <laughs> what? He said, are we done now? <laughs> Let's come for, yeah, but. Ah. <laughs> I told you you better read the bulletin because I was going to give you a quiz before I let you leave. <laughs> I told Masaru too, and he looked at me. I go, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually filled in one day on greeting, and I actually had a lot of fun. I, I was like, I've never done this before. I think it was like the first time when Amy came, and um, I just never greet. So can I ask you guys like a question since you're our key leaders? So do you think that sometimes because we are pretty friendly that it scares people away? Do you think, I kind of think sometimes, do you think that we need to approach it differently or do you think this is part of the DNA of who we are supposed to be? So that's good. No, actually, this is a good topic because they need to not be up there because our kids are up there. So nobody, and not to me, not to do that, but nobody should be up there except for our leaders and our teachers and staff. 
Yeah, a mom. Or yeah, so that's a good point. So that was thoughtful, and that is. But because of the way our building is, um, security. Yeah, it's something that as the teachers have gone through, we're, we're cautious on. Ah, shoot, are you leaving? Bye. Yeah, that is good information. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, and people do. And Kelly, you're very good at talking to people that you don't know. So, <laughs> I, I've watched her one week. I'm like, that's amazing. So, okay. So, right now, before we move on to the next piece, would you stand up, move seats, and sit by somebody you didn't come with, please? Move. <laughs> Go. Or in a different spot. Just to move. Okay, you have to keep it short. Can you do that? All right. So an, about seven years ago, many of you will remember, we did a, a uh, an assessment as a church called the Transformational Church Assessment. How many of you guys remember that? Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a really cool thing. So basically it was a big assessment where you guys answered a whole bunch of questions about the church and what you thought about the church and how the church worked. And and, and, it, it, and it gave us this portfolio and it said, this is what the church thinks. And this is what's really going on that the pastor can't maybe see. And so two things came out of that that we found extremely offensive. <laughs> thing one, oh man, thing, thing one, we're over it now. Uh, thing one was that our leaders don't remind us of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's going, oh, she, you just got like anime eyes all of a sudden. It was, <laughs> and we were like, well, why? And, and we're not really sure why, and, but we've worked on it. And I hope I've never turned water into wine. I actually have a different opinion I hope you don't look like David. Yeah. But you told me to keep this short. She said, can you keep this short? And then <laughs> Did I get another five minutes. Uh, so this, that was the first thing. It, and so like, we've really prayed about that. And, and part of, I think part of that for me is, I realized I, I recently met with some pastors, and I met this pastor that I'd never met before. And he says, "Hey, so tell me about yourself. I don't know much about you. My pastor tells me that you're really smart." And I thought, "Your pastor told you that I'm really smart. What I wanted your pastor to tell you was that I love Jesus. That's what I want your pastor to tell. And so that's what I, you know, maybe that's something to do with it. So that was thing one. We're growing. Uh, thing two, though, was that prayer wasn't important to us." And so, not as us as a pastor, but as a church, prayer wasn't important. And so we have worked hard over the years to make prayer a centerpiece of what we do. We've done sermon series. We've got the prayer spot in the backspace. We open our times of, uh, together in prayer. Uh, we, we've done all sorts of things to just foster prayer into the life of the church. But what I've realized is that a sermon series won't foster a, a life of prayer in the church all by itself. And neither will having prayer on the backspace. It's actually something we have to talk about all the time. And it's something we have to train on all the time. It's something we have to teach one another about all the time. And so tonight we wanted to do a quick, and it's getting quicker all the time, training on prayer 
and, and how we can pray for one another and how we can minister in prayer here as a church. And it's important for us to talk about this and to have what we're going to give you tonight is a method of how we would like to ask you to minister in prayer to one another and to the church. There are lots and lots of ways to do this. But we wanted to create something that was simple, something that was memorable, something that you can take away and use someplace else, and something that was consistent because we want to keep it safe. That's one of the biggest things that we want to do. On, you have a little card on your table, and it might be hard to read. Again, this is a first shot at this, and it came out this afternoon. We we're going to make nicer, better-to-read versions of this. But on the back side, it says, Why Pray? What we believe about prayer. First of all, we believe in the supernatural. We believe that God moves, that God works, that God is active, that God heals, that God touches, he restores, and he can do it supernaturally in a moment. He can raise the dead, he can heal the sick, the blind people can see. That stuff still happens today. We may not see it all the time. God may not be doing that thing right now in this moment, but he does do it, and we believe in it. We believe that God is always, always at work in people's lives. There could be somebody at Walmart who is working, who has never been to his church, in, to any church in his whole life, never even heard the word of Jesus, and Jesus is working in his life. He could be a student up on campus who's walked away from God, who wants nothing to do with, with church or any of that stuff, and Jesus is still active in, his, in her life. Because we believe that, we pray. We ask God to do things on that person's behalf and for that person. We believe that God hears every prayer. So we don't believe that you have to have the prayer degree. We don't believe that you have to have a certain look or attitude or words in prayer. We believe that everybody can pray and that God hears every prayer. We believe that prayer should be safe, that it shouldn't be a place where you come for prayer and you find somebody trying to fix you or trying to solve your problems, or trying to point something out about, like, so Heidi and I, sometimes, we like, if we were to come and ask for prayer, it shouldn't be a place for you to go, oh, so Jesus, would you just touch Jamie in this thing that he talked about? And while you're at it, Jesus, would you just fill him with new sermon series ideas and, you know, better humor? And would you just help him control his tongue and not say all those things? It, it shouldn't be a place where you can pray with an agenda. Prayer should be safe. It should be something I can be feel safe and come to, to you to ask for and knowing that you're going to stand with me in prayer. Prayer should be something that is simple. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. It doesn't have to be the heavy hands of prayer. It can just be coming before the Lord together in prayer. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a place for travailing in prayer. That's the, the old word they used when I was a kid. I don't even know what travailing. It, like, it really gave me the idea of giving birth. You know, it's like you travail. It's like 36 hours. And, you know, there's a place for that. I, I make a joke about it, but there is a place for that. But we can pray for one another without having to do that in that moment. You know, Sarah's not in a place where she's ready to travail right now. And she just wants me to pray that her, her head stops hurting. And I can pray for that. And I can go away and the Holy Spirit put something in my heart that I need to travail for her. And I can do that. But prayer can be simple. And it doesn't have to take up a ton of time. And that we believe that anybody can pray. And I kind of already said that in another way. We want all of us to be able to do this. And that's the whole point of this, is that I want each of you tonight, when we walk away from here, to feel like you have been empowered to minister to somebody else in prayer. And our ultimate goal is that everybody that fills every one of these seats on a Sunday morning comes to faith and in a short period of time suddenly finds themselves empowered to pray for somebody, to minister to somebody. 
oh, that's awesome. It's like a sermon. Heidi's back here going, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm all encouraged. I'm all going. So, so this is the confidence that we have. If we approach God and we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's what prayer is all about. So this was this little process was kind of birthed out of our the ladies that have been getting together to plan our women's retreat. We talked about what do we want prayer to look like at the women's retreat. And then uh, Jamie and Janice and Casey and I sat down and hashed it out a little bit more. So that's what this is birthed from. It's birthed from us, not just Jamie and I, talking about what's important to us. So this is kind of more like, um, this isn't like when Phil and Russ go to the coffee shop to pray together. This is more like in the back space or when you're praying with somebody you don't know very well. And um, so that's what this is about. It's about we don't want just six or seven people that feel capable of praying for people in the back space. We want all of us to feel like I can pray for people on the back space. So first of all, it's a heart check, right? If you can't pray for that person out of a heart of love, then that's just not a place for you today. If you can't pray for them without being like, um, I'd really like to tell her this, I'd really like him to hear this, then that's not out of heart of love. That's about you and what you're wanting. So um, first a heart check. I was reminded of the passage in 1 Corinthians. It says, I could pray for Sarah. I could prophesy, like get a word from God. I could pray for her and her diabetes could be healed. Like that'd be so awesome. But if I don't love... Like Jesus says, it's, it's, it's a waste. It just sounds obnoxious to him. So when we come before, we, we pray, and we invite the Holy Spirit, the person praying. Like, I'm going to pray with Janie, and I'm just like, Holy Spirit, work through me. Use me. May your power be available like to us for your benefit. So the next thing after that, that's, that's about you before you pray. And then the next piece is, what would you like to pray about? pretty basic. But then there's another question I'd like you to ask, and it kind of flips it. So, Casey, what would you like to pray about? And she tells me. And then I say, what do you think God is doing in this? What do you think God might be working in you? And it kind of takes it to a different level. And then after that, um, ask the person. We're going to have some oils, essential oils, but I guess we're not going to use these because they said they could. But, um, why I want us to use anointing oil, I was thinking about it. We're going to get some, and they're going to be, why? It's, it's, a, it's a physical reminder of who's in charge. It's a, it's a reminder of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a reminder that this isn't something. It's just kind of like, oh, I remember. And this is really cool. When somebody prayed over me last time and they put, and this is just a side note, the oils on me, I smelled it all day. And I remembered that that person had prayed healing over me. And I, I prayed, you know, so it's like, it's like a reminder. Someone prayed over me today and God is answering that prayer. So that's why we're going to, we're going to ask that we use anointing oil. Um, hmm. Oh, so we're going to ask you to pray. This is where you get to use your good listening skills. Pray what they asked you about. So if Janie says, would you please pray for my, my dog? You know, I'm just being funny, but you know, and what, and I'm like, what do you think God might be? What do you think God might be teaching you through this? And and you can share with me. So I pray about it. God asks you to be with, you know, repeat it back, pray for it without making it a big deal. I don't have to try and pray that Janie would learn some lesson to like not make her dog such a big, you know what I mean? It's not about that. It's about what Janie asked me to pray about. 
And then in the end, I actually, this is exactly how Jeff and Angie prayed for me a few weeks ago. I was like, as we were putting this together, I'm like, I experienced this here. I went over there. Jeff says to me, what would you like prayer about? I tell him, I think he asked me a question and he, and he already knew because he had been praying over the congregation. He, he actually was like, yeah, I thought you were going to come ask for prayer. And so he comes and he prays over and then Angie prayed a blessing over me. She prayed a blessing. So after you pray, pray a blessing over their life, Father, I pray that you would bless Beverly. I pray that through this you'd experience your joy, your peace. I pray for her, you know, that she would hear from you this week. So pray a blessing, like a sealing. So you pray for their need, pray for a blessing. And then, then you can say, if it's like here, so can I, can I follow up with you? Otherwise, it's kind of not appropriate to be like, hey, how are your hemorrhoids, you know? But you can be like, <laughs> that's just being weird. That's me being weird. So you can be like, um, so can I, is it okay to ask you about this later? Sure. Yeah. And they, can I ask you about it? Yeah. And they could be like, no, you know, like, no, but it's a way to create a relationship. So next time I see you without it being like, should I ask you? Should I not ask you? I can be like, hey, Phil. You know, how did, did God answer that? Should, can I pray for you again? Or, you know, so that's, that's the system. So, um, you want to, Jamie and I are going to, do we have time? Jamie and I are going to show you what this could look like. It's going to be great. Okay. 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 So, yeah, yeah, I'd like to pray for you. So how can I pray for you today? So, okay. So, so what do you think God might be working on in you, doing in you? So, so we can't change her. What would you like me to pray about for you today, about what God might be doing in you? So can I pray with you? All right. So do you mind if I ask Russ if he would pray with us? Is that, is that all right with you? So, so Russ, Jamie would like me to pray with him. Would you join us, please? Thanks. Hi, Russ. Hi. All right. So then do you mind if, if Russ anoints you with, but he's not going to apparently with these? Would you mind if Russ anoints you with this oil? <laughs> Why do you want to put oil on? So when when we anoint people, it's a way to remind us that of who's in charge. You're not in charge. I'm not in charge. This is about God. So. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, deep. <laughs> All right, and then I just you know I'd pray, dear God, I pray for Jamie. I pray that you know 
da 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 And I gotta pray a blessing. Da 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 da. I pray a blessing over his life. I pray a blessing over his marriage. I pray that um, that he would experience your peace, that he would be able to find that again, you know, and amen. 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 Yeah. So so is it all right if I follow up with you and see how that's yeah, how that's I, going I, or I pray more? Okay. Ha, nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Okay, so in that situation, because I was a gal praying with a guy, I just grabbed Russ. So that it's not like, um, it's not like Crystal having a heart to heart with my husband. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, or, or it just saves it for me being awkward. So, um, that's also a piece we wanted to add. So we're going to ask you guys to practice this tonight. So this is what we'd like it to look like. So we're going to take some chairs. We're going to do groups of three. Groups of th- staging. This is it. Groups of three. So, um, so this is how you're going to do You're going to do groups of three. And this is our prayer time. So Sarah will ask me, or, you know, how can I pray for you? What do you think God is doing? In, so think of real things. What you really want prayer for tonight. Like, this is silly. You know what I mean? This is silly, but right now we're going to, like, practice it. We're going to minister, and we're going to pray. And then Sarah will pray for me. And then we're going to stand up, and then we're going to rotate rotate yeah thanks and then um and then Russ is gonna ask Sarah and he's gonna he's gonna pray yeah I'd love to join he's gonna and he's gonna and he's gonna pray he's gonna pray and then we're gonna have one more time and we're gonna rotate and we're gonna sit and then I'm gonna practice and I'm gonna ask Russ how can I how can I pray for you what do you think God's doing because it's it's just a really cool, fun thing to do. Just work with me. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of about being in a different role. So the, whoever's in this seat is asking the questions and being prayed for. You don't have you you do you need to you totally need to. So let's take let's take the next ten minutes. Think of something and like we'll just rotate through. Think of something you really want prayer about. What's what Matt and then we'll get in groups of getting groups of three. Rob, will you just, will you pray for that now and we'll agree with you? 